You're listening to the Anatomy Nerd Show, exploring wellness modalities around the globe. I'm leading you on a wellness quest, talking to health professionals as my guest to spread knowledge that is worthwhile to empower you to live a healthy lifestyle. Use herbs, foods, and spices in medicinal ways, how to make it routine and not just a phase. Discovering an abundance of possibilities as you join me on this wellness journey. You're listening to episode number 12 of The Anatomy Nerd Show, where we discover crucial health topics and wellness modalities from around the globe and how to use foods, spices, and herbs in medicinal ways in order to educate you on ways to balance nutrition, mobility, and mindset in the most impactful way. I am your host, Vanessa Reagans, aka The Anatomy Nerd. During this episode, I invited my friend Tessa Stefanisko to share how she maintains her mobility as a dancer. So let's dive right in. Tessa, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Vanessa. Oh, you bet. I asked you to be a guest because you are a true example of what it means to live a life without limits as a young woman. And I'll discuss more about this later on, but I just have to say that I admire how you make dance a priority in your life and, and, and you take care of your body so that you can continue to pursue your passion. So let's start off with where are you from? Well, I'm from Sonoma County, California, originally, but I've been living here in Honolulu, Hawaii for a little over a year now, and I absolutely love it. I bet. How awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's beautiful here. (laughs) And how long have you been living in Honolulu? Uh, I moved out here in October of 2018, Um, so I just hit my one-year mark this October. Um, so still, still pretty new to the Island, but, um, it's, it's been nothing but warm welcome since I've been here. And I'm, I'm really just settling in nicely, finding my place, um, in the greater community and in the dance community out here as well. Awesome. So what style of dance is it that you practice? So my style, my dance is called Tribal Fusion Belly Dance. Uh, This is a westernized style of traditional rock sharky, uh, which is what people typically think of uh, when they hear belly dance. It it comes from Egypt, but uh, just as it sounds, Tribal Fusion Belly Dance is a style where you can fuse together many different dance styles. Um, So often I'm pulling from uh, contemporary and modern dance movements, as well as some isolations coming from some um, hip hop and pop and lock um, styles as well. But I've seen many different styles pulled into tribal fusion from ballet to flamenco to burlesque. Uh, It's just a very fun and open dance style. And I think that's why I'm really drawn to it. Absolutely. And it encourages your creativity of blending all of those styles together. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't like to be um, feeling like I'm uh, stuck in a box or that there are limits to my creativity. So I I find that this style for me is is just um, so open and um, really allows me to express a, a wide range of emotions while I'm dancing. 
definitely. And it shows in, in your videos online. Oh, thank you. So when did you realize that you had a passion for this tribal fusion belly dance? Yeah, well, um, you know, I, I first started taking dance classes uh, at my high school um, because uh, I could I could do dance for PE credit. So I thought, sign me up. I'm I'm down. So shortly after I started taking uh, just a PE dance class. I went to a music festival and I saw belly dancers um, performing for the first time and I was just instantly hooked. Um, so I started belly dancing at age 15 and I think starting at this age, it really helped me transition from my adolescence into adulthood in a very body positive way. Uh, my first belly dance troupe that I danced with, um, it was a group of uh, women in their 40s and some even older with all different types of body types, just dancing together and supporting one another. Um, it was a very welcoming environment that really encouraged me to just keep learning and keep pushing myself. That's awesome. When you can find that type of community where you all can support each other in that self-expression yeah, absolutely. that's really awesome. Um, and and to fr from a young age to find a style where you can see um, more just average looking type people, right? Ballet, there's kind of a, a type, a body type that you expect associated with that style. Um, and, and people think that it's something that they could never do. But but belly dance, I think, is um, it's a very um, attainable style and, and something that um, that all women and men can um, can take on and, and really find ways to express themselves and feel really good about themselves and their bodies. Especially with our culture now and how the stigma is to, you know, be thin or look a certain way, have a certain type of hair, that sort of thing. It's, it's nice that you were able to find that, especially during those years where it is a little bit more crucial to uh, have positive body image and uh, thinking, thinking positive thoughts about yourself. I think a lot of women struggle with that from early on adolescence as we go through puberty and then throughout our lives. I don't think that ever stops. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, it really is our, our society um, does not condition us to love our bodies and, and all the shapes and forms that they come in. But there, we're, we're always thinking, um, if only I looked this way or had this feature. And so um, coming into the belly dance community and, and not being necessarily a super petite woman, um, I was was really grateful that um, it's it's something that my my curves I actually felt like I could embrace through this style and um, the the movements really um, do help you uh, celebrate the the body type that you have um, so it's it's really beautiful style. I completely agree. I I wish more uh, women would be. Uh, would find something like this, like you did to support them through that, through that body image and keeping it po as positive as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also it, it helped finding um, a troupe and belly dance. Your, um, your dance team is called your troupe that you perform with. And so um, finding, finding a troupe 
uh, was really helpful for me to um, do some really positive uh, team building and, and having um, just just women around me to um, support me, inspire me, and feel like um, it's okay to try something and maybe not be perfect at it at first, but to keep pushing myself um, through those awkward stages until it's something I, I really um, can hone into and um, and really uh, embody fully. Definitely. Well, you're setting the stage and you're being an excellent role model. And that's a, a huge thing of how I, what I admire about you and what you're doing online. Oh, thank you. Well, you're very welcome. <laughs> so when did you recognize that taking care of your body was necessary, um, was a necessary part of pursuing your passion with dance? Yeah. So, um, I've, I've always been a very flexible person. Um, so in high school, some of these things that um, were maybe difficult for other dancers to do, I was able to uh, pick up movements really quickly um, and, and um, you know, do back bends and, and things that uh, can, be, can be really hard on the body. But I was, you know, able to just I could do the splits and things like that fairly easy. Um, but in my senior year of high school, I was in a show and we were rehearsing five days a week, uh, two hours a day, and I wasn't taking proper care of my body. And I ended up with a bulge disc in my lower back. Um, it was one of the worst pains I've ever had in my life. And my doctor said it was from all the back bends that I was doing and that I wasn't using my core adequately. Um, so basically I was too flexible and not strong enough. Um, and that's when I realized that your form really matters. Um, and it's not just about making the shape, but it's how you get into that position in a safe way. Um, so, so taking care of my body in that sense, um, really trying to create strength so that I can do my full range of mobility motions in a, in a safe way. Um, I, I realized that if dance is something that I did want to pursue, um, more seriously that, that I needed to do it in a, in a very safe way. Um, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's so important. Um, form is, is really crucial in, in dance and any kind of, um, fitness really. Um, but more recently beyond just having the good form a certain point I I realized that my body just couldn't bounce back like it used to in high school and um, I would get more sore doing things that I used to do all the time um, and I wasn't stretching every day I didn't have a routine um, so I couldn't just drop down into the splits or a back bend anymore um, without uh, it hurting and and hurting the next day so learning to be gentle and safe on my body while still maintaining that routine has, it's been an ongoing process, but it's been absolutely necessary to be able to dance as much as I do. I completely agree. And to go back with what you said with learning how to create that shape and come into that shape in a safe manner. And also just want to add this coming out of the shape in a nice yeah. way. And I just, when you were explaining that, I was thinking about my yoga practice and when I yeah. teach my students, 
how to get into like a tree pose and the, right. the certain steps. And a lot of people, a lot of students, they won't take it my little step-by-step you know, we ground ourselves, we shift the weight to one leg, and then I work them to tree pose. But a lot of people just, bam, they just pull their leg up and then they're wobbly because they didn't right. ground themselves before they attempted that shape. So I'm glad that you pointed that out because that's totally how I address my classes too, or anybody who we're trying to work with, with Uh, maintaining or regaining that mobility. Right. Absolutely. And getting out of the... So... Sorry, go ahead. Yes. (laughs) Such... No, it's totally fine. It's it's so important to know those correct forms of entering a pose and exiting a pose. Same thing with dancing. Absolutely. So on another note, still on the health path... How do you keep yourself healthy and more um, with um, other fitness routines or other self-care rituals? Can you share a little bit of how you uh, try to keep yourself healthy on a regular basis? Sure. So I really think about my health in terms of the mind, body, and the spirit. Um, And you have to have that balance of all three really. Um, And it's important to make sure that you're giving each one of those enough attention um, in in your day-to-day life. Um, So in terms of my, I think when people think health, they either think food or fitness. Um, So in terms of health uh, with food, and maybe this is just because I had a friend uh, remind me of this recently, but I have been thinking again recently about this book by Michael Pollan uh, called The Omnivore's Dilemma. And in that book, he describes kind of the ideal eating habits um, as eat food, not too much, and mostly plants. And that's really how I try to eat. Um, we need to eat food, not all this processed frozen crap that, that people buy and, you know, eat on a daily basis because it's cheap and and convenient and, you know, doesn't take as long to make. Um, but foods are medicine and what you put into your body is either fighting disease or it's fueling it. So um, I've been vegan for six years now and mostly vegetarian since I was 14. Um, And after several years of eating very healthy and seeing really good results uh, from going vegan, I started giving in to becoming more of a junk food vegan, um, eating the more processed versions of things uh, like the meat replacers and frozen pizzas and stuff, Um, and just not cooking as much as I used to. And I gained some weight back from doing this. Um, And I also didn't have the energy to exercise as much as I used to because my body wasn't getting the fuel that it needed. Uh, So I started trying to cut those processed foods out again, um, along with doing some intermittent fasting pretty regularly. And um, for those of you listening who are not as familiar with intermittent fasting, it's pretty much just timing uh, when you eat. So I'll usually skip breakfast and have a large lunch around noon um, and then a light dinner before 8 p.m. 
But timing your meals like this gives your body time to digest it properly and gives you optimal energy. So I've just been trying to eat intuitively um, and cut out the late night snacking. If I'm hungry in the morning, I'll, I'll eat some fruit or something, but usually I'm okay until noon. Um, I don't have a very physically demanding job. So um, I, I find that I'm, I'm usually okay in the mornings with just a banana or something if I'm, if I'm really hungry. Um, but rather than just eating because it's mealtime, I think about if I'm actually hungry or not and what it is I'm craving. Um, sometimes I'm craving something that's bad for me and I give in, but often I can find something much healthier to eat that is just as satisfying, um, like having nuts instead of some French fries or, or eating a piece of fruit instead of a sugary dessert. Um, but I've, I've found that eating more simple ingredients and non-processed foods uh, has changed my taste buds and really refined them um, to where I, I crave fruits and vegetables. I, I don't, you know, I have no desire to eat fast food um, or a lot of processed foods. It just doesn't feel good to eat that anymore. Um, so I don't. Um, so that is kind of my, uh, my diet aspect of my, of keeping myself healthy. Um, but another important aspect of maintaining my health is, is just having a routine um, a fitness routine and sticking to it. So I have a morning and a night routine that I try to do every day. Uh, it's not always practical to do every day. Some days, instead of getting to do this routine, I'm um, going on a hike with friends or I have dance rehearsal. And so I can't really squeeze in my um, full evening routine. But I try to do as much as I can and not be down on myself if I miss a day, just get back into it when I when I can. So uh, my morning routine is waking up, um, I get my coffee brewing, and while I'm brewing my coffee, I drink a glass of water. Um, I do about five to ten minutes of stretching, and I use my foam roller. It's one of those trigger point rollers, um, which is just, it's it's been life-changing as a dancer, um, and especially with lower back uh, issues. It's, it's been really great for just um, releasing some of that tension and getting me more prepared to dance and stretch. Um, so I, I foam roll every morning uh, and stretch, just do some, some light stretching, get my mobility going for the day. Um, I water my plants in the morning, which is actually a really important part of my routine in the morning. Uh, it's just really good for my mental well-being um, because my plants make me happy. So that's something that I look forward to doing every day is checking in on them. Um, and I have a gorgeous view of the sunrise from my lanai. So um, I'll, I get to watch the sunrise and drink my coffee there and just um, practice, practice gratitude. Um, so I do want to add a couple of things to my routine. Um, one of those being... Uh, just three minutes of meditation in the morning. And it sounds pretty easy, but it's a hard thing for me to do. And it's a hard for me thing for me to stick to every day. So that's something um, that I want to add in the mornings, as well as having no phone time. I don't want to be checking social media first thing in the morning. And um, even reading the news, I can save that for on my lunch break or um uh, on the bus on the on the way to work. So, um, so those are a couple of things I would like to incorporate into my morning routine. 
um, as well. Uh, and then my evening routine, I get home from work around 5.30 each day and either get started on prepping my dinner or I just um, get pretty much straight into my workout. Uh, I try to eat, get dinner going um, and while it's cooking or baking, I can do my exercises. Um, so for my exercises, I've never been huge on going to the gym. Uh, I just kind of like to do my own activities um, and I prefer things that feel fun and doesn't really feel like a workout. So I do a 30 minute at home workout. Um, I start with five minutes of stretching and foam rolling. Um, again, if I'm sore, I'll, I'll foam roll again later that day. Uh, then I'll do five minutes of squats followed by five minutes of abs, give myself a one minute rest period. And then I go into another five minutes of abs and five minutes or of squats or arms. I'll switch if, if my legs are pretty tired. Um, and then five minutes or more as needed for a cool down and stretch. Um, so I have a playlist where I just, you know, songs are all about five minutes long. Um, and I just put on a song and that's what I, that's my song for that exercise. And when it, the next song comes on, I switch to a new exercise. Um, and so for me, it's I, I just try to get lost in the music and um, really focus on my form. Um, not I don't count repetitions or anything. I just try to try to do it. And like with the squats, if I get um, pretty sore from doing one kind of squat, I'll switch to like a one leg lunge squat or um, like a second position ballet plie kind of squat. So I try to vary my ab um, workouts and my squats. Uh, so I'm using different muscles um, so that five minutes seems to just fly by, but you can, you can get a good burn in five minutes doing each of those things. Um, so that's kind certainly of, certainly can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of my evening routine. And after the 30 minutes at home workout, uh, I'll, I'll usually dance for about an hour afterwards um, I'll, I'll either work on a current choreography for an upcoming show, or I'll improvise until I create a new choreography. Um, or I'll end up working on some isolation drills for belly dance, like hip isolations, chest circles, and arm patterns. Um, and my, uh, latest, um, workout and, uh, dance challenge has been, learning to uh, dance on a fitness pole. So I haven't really been taking a lot of classes, uh, which that's a New Year's goal for myself. I, I would like to sign up for some classes, but pretty much been self-taught. Um, and it's been a really good challenge for me. I'm using different muscles than I would belly dancing. It's a lot more upper body workout. So um, I'm switching up some of my um 30 minute workout routines as well. I'm incorporating some more uh, push-ups and handstands and things that are going to really improve my upper body strength. So I have the, um, the strength to, to hold my, my weight up on, on the pole and to do um, all these really awesome tricks that you see dancers do on it. It's, it's, it's a really fun and new challenge in my life. So I'm enjoying being a beginner at that that is awesome. 
I also remember you sharing a little bit that you like to get to sleep at a reasonable hour. Can you share what time you try to get to sleep every night? Yes. Um, that is definitely a really important part of my routine too. Um, I am just a um, creature of habit. And so if I don't get a certain amount of hours um, in a night, I have a really hard time functioning the next day and, and just um, having the energy and being able to put the uh, attention into the things that I need to the next day. So, and I, I like to wake up early before the sunrise. So um, in order to do that, I try to be in bed by 10 and falling asleep before 11. Um, so, uh, you know, check, check the social media then um, and maybe put on a Netflix show. But usually I, I'm in bed by 10 or so, um, 11 at the latest, and I'm, and I'm usually asleep by 11 or so. Um, so that gives me, and then I wake up around 6. So it's about 7 hours a night. Um, which is ideal for me. Some people need a little bit more. Some people can do fine without, but seven is a pretty ideal number for me. Um, and it's, it's really important that I get at least seven hours of sleep each night uh, to make sure that I have the energy to do all the things I want to do the next day. Absolutely. If I don't get a certain amount, which is about seven to I am not the nicest to be around. Eventually it'll catch up to me and I totally feel like, yeah, probably shouldn't be around people right now because I'm not, I'm not feeling too, I'm not feeling like myself. Exactly. Yeah. I fall asleep on them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's, you know, and no one wants to feel that way. Like they're constantly um, just don't, don't have the energy. And so, you know, if, I mean, sleep is like the, to me, the easiest thing, changing diets can be a hard thing, but your diet can affect your energy a lot too. But I feel like sleep is something that a lot of people can make a, a, a fairly easy change in their lives to just go to bed an hour earlier than they normally do and, and see how, um, what a difference that makes in their life. Um, so I think that that's a pretty easy, um, change for people to make to, to really see a difference in their energy, um, and well-being. I completely agree. Just that little shift. It's just a tiny shift. And those can ripple into huge benefits overall. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't watch a lot of um, TV. I don't have cable or anything. So sometimes I'll put on Netflix. But um, I actually, you know, I've I've heard that having the the screen from your phone or your your um, TV at, at night uh, can really disrupt your sleep too if, if you are looking at that light right before bed um, it can it can make it harder to fall asleep so I do tend to try to avoid um, TV to help me fall asleep um, for that reason absolutely that yeah, that blue light can really uh, keeps your brain stimulated when you're really trying to you know, catch some Z's. Yeah, exactly. So Tessa, when you are preparing for a dance show, what was the term be for that? Just a show? Yeah. Um, we, we do, it depends in, um, Middle Eastern dance. It may be like a hafla, which is, um, kind of like a, 
it's a low low pressure um you know kind of anyone can come and dance there's a lot of um there's solos at Hofla's, but then there's also some uh, open dance time where more music will be playing and anyone's welcome to get up and dance. So it's it's a very just like open, um, structured kind of uh, dance event. So sometimes we'll do Hofla's. Um, that's, that's one term for a certain type of dance show. But otherwise, since cur- recently, um, I've been doing dance shows that have uh, many different styles in them. So perform, you know, dance show or performance, whatever the name of the show is, sometimes it'll have its own kind of descriptive name to it. But uh, yes, dance, dance show is typically what we call it. Okay. Coolio. Well, when you're preparing for a show, what is your typical warm up routine? So my warm up, um, I, it's when we have a show, it's typically in the evening, I would say after 6 PM. Um, and I, and I have done shows where I've had to work that day and then get off and and go dance. Um, which I don't like, I ideally I'd like to have the whole day, um, off of work to be able to, uh, really start my routine early that day. Um, uh, and, and make sure that I get a really, um, really good long stretch in sometime that morning or afternoon, um, several hours before the show. But I find that I don't have a lot of time right before the show to give myself that really thorough stretch, um, and I'll, I'll also include some ab, um, some abdominal work, uh, and some glute work as well in this um, uh, stretch um, warm up for the show. Uh, but then typically I'll spend um, anywhere from uh, 20 minutes if I'm running late to an hour uh, doing my stage makeup, which takes it, it takes quite some time sometimes, uh, uh, depending on how intricate the makeup is. Um, and then when I get to the venue, wherever the show is, um, I'll typically uh, just do some ground stretches. Um, I'll, I'll sit down and uh, touch my toes, do some downward dogs and some hip openers, um, some, some lunges to get those uh, hip flexors nice and stretched out um, and uh, do some um, uh, straddle, which is where you sit down and um, open your legs and then try to reach for the middle, reach to each side. Um, uh, m- you know, hip, more hip openers like uh, the butterfly stretch um, and then some, uh, twisting stretches, uh, like where you're sitting and you cross one leg over and twist to one side and then switch to the other. Um, so any, any, uh, any warm up that I do has to be able to be done in a variety of spaces. So I tend to, um, focus on things that don't need a lot of equipment, things that I could do um, anywhere really. Um, and things that don't take up a lot of space. Cause often I'm doing this, um, backstage, uh, or in the, the wing of, a uh, of the stage, um, trying to get a little stretch in right before going on. Um, 
And then just to get the blood flowing, I'll do some jumping jacks or maybe jump up and down a couple of times. Um, actually, the the jumping too, I'll um, kind of prance and, and point, point my toes and flex them um, so that I just get my ankles warmed up. Uh, typically, ankles are the spot that I need to get warmed up the most um, because we do uh, so many different kinds of turns and um, just really need to have good ankle strength for that. Absolutely. <clears throat> awesome. Well, that was fantastic. I am really excited for your warm up routine. I was hoping it was, I know you shared how you keep yourself healthy, but to uh, just zone in on what you do to prepare your body. Um, that is amazing. So I want to <laughs> shift gears a little bit and I want to share how you and I met and Tessa and I met through family. And then I immediately started to follow you on Instagram and I watched you go for your dreams and then <laughs> heard you're moving to Hawaii. And it's been so fun to watch your Instagram feed and see your videos and you're very inspiring to watch. And uh, oh, you. I definitely, you're welcome. And thank you because a huge thing is, you know, the body image. That is something that so many people struggle with. And you're beautiful and you express yourself in a way that gives everybody who's watching, uh, I feel for me, I guess I should speak for myself, but it gives me a boost and it is just encouraging. So thank you for continuing to do that. Um, and now that you're yeah. dancing on a regular <laughs> basis, it seems like you have found your tribe, you found your people. And isn't it interesting when, I don't know if you, as moving to Hawaii was always on your radar, but it seems like you have completely blossomed in mm -hmm. Hawaii living there. And I know that we haven't known each other for super long duration of time, but in the duration that I've really been, you know, more connected on your Instagram page, I have seen you completely blossom and it's really awesome uh, for me to see that. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I agree with what, you know, everything that you said, um, that moving to Hawaii was this really amazing and beautiful shift in my life that I just, I didn't even know I needed, but subconsciously I did because I, ended up taking the steps that I needed to do to get here, but it was not on my radar. I visited um, one time with a girlfriend for her birthday and we had a great time and I was going into my um, last semester of college getting my bachelor's degree and I thought, you know, anything I was going to try to do in California, I could, I could now is the chance to um, to just try that somewhere else. And um, I mean, there's never there's never a wrong time to make a change if you feel like it's needed. Um, and 
it, it was once I had the idea in my head and the wheel started turning, it was like this momentum that, um, you know, it, it almost took more energy if I were to try to stop it. <laughs> um, but I just, I felt really drawn to Hawaii living in Honolulu. Um, I, I wanted to see if it was something I could make, um, uh, a long-term change in my life. And, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a job or a place lined up when I moved out here. So there was a lot of unknowns and a lot of things that could go a lot of different ways. There was just so many unknown variables, but, um, I, I just really wanted to make this change in my life. Um, and especially to find, um, my, uh, connection to nature out here, which is a huge part of my life. And, um, you know, besides dance, nature is, is how I feel like I, um, am connected to the world. Um, it's, uh, so out here is, it's just, I mean, it's, it's such a beautiful place to live. And I feel like there's this just like beautiful, positive energy that, um, I can just really embody. I feel it and it lifts me up and it, motivates me to just keep being the best version of myself and it does help having this amazing tribe of dancers out here I um my dance troupe is called Shakti Dance Movement and um it's dancing with these women out here has been so inspiring I've I actually followed them on Instagram for a couple of years before I moved out here and um you know seeing the the choreographies that they came up with and, and just all of the um, beautiful experiences they got to have out here. And um, now being out here and dancing with them has been very surreal. And um, it, it having this opportunity to move out here and having things really just come together so beautifully, it's it inspires me that if I ever have another opportunity like this, I know I'm going to go for it because I already have such a positive experience following my dreams and, and actually having them come together so beautifully. Um, so it's, it's been an amazing experience and I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. So you and Jesse have to come out and visit. <laughs> um, it's just life changing out here. I love it so much. And California is a beautiful place too. I'm, I, you know, I loved California. I never saw myself living anywhere else until I came out here. And I, then I didn't want anywhere. I didn't want to be anywhere else. <laughs> well, I don't blame you. And it's so neat when you have a pull to do something or a change or a shift in your life. And what you did was that you trusted that pull, even though you didn't have the job, you didn't have a lot of answers. There was a kind of things were up in the air until you kind of got settled. But I had a similar situation. I won't share it necessarily right now, but, um, being able to trust that when you find and you feel that pull towards something different or something scary or unknown, if your self is pulling you in that situation, it's usually for a reason. So isn't it cool how you, can, you trusted that 
and then yeah. you got the award for for trusting it <laughs> in a way. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, I mean, I just there, you know, so many unknowns and so many things that could go wrong. And um, every time one of those would come up in my head, I had to just remind myself, you know, you won't know until you try. And, um, you know, if I, if it all crashed and burned and I had to come back to California and feel um, maybe defeated or um, disappointed in myself for whatever reason, at least I knew I I went for it and I gave it a solid effort rather than wondering for the rest of my life, you know, what if I did move to Hawaii when I was 24? Uh, now I get to know what that reality is. And I'm really grateful for that. Exactly. So cool. So if somebody was interested in starting to learn tribal fusion belly dance, what advice would you give someone who is just beginning? Yeah, so when I think back to my 15-year-old self <laughs> um, with belly dance, but with, with any um, dance style or uh, fitness goal in general, um, new activity that you're learning, uh, to just be patient with yourself as you're trying something new um, and don't let being a beginner at something discourage you from pursuing it. Uh, and um, the pole, dancing on the pole has been my personal experience with this recently. Um, I tend to want to jump ahead um, to just being an expert at something. And so I'm trying to really enjoy the process and enjoy um, being new at something and um, working through that learning curve um, already. I've you know only been uh, pole dancing since May, but I have I'm stronger in areas that I was so weak or I, I could not even pull my body weight up or um, uh, now I'm, I'm finally making it more dance danceable and less just, um, me awkwardly trying to hang on to the pole for as long as I can. Uh, so being, being patient with yourself um, and being okay with being a beginner, um, especially if you are really good at one style or you already, you know, maybe you're great at yoga, but you're not good at the, at, at a dance style and you want to, you want to try something out that's different. Um, it's okay to be, really good at one thing and still learning how to do something else. Um, so, so being okay with being in a, a beginner, um, is important and, uh, consistency is key. Um, so, you know, I, I try not to get down on myself if I can't do my 30 minute workout, um, every day, but it's just get right back on track. Um, and get back into that routine. If you take a day off or even a week off, you know, we go on vacations. Um, there's, there's things that life gets in the way, um, but it doesn't mean you have to give up. And that's true for your, your diet, um, flexibility and fitness goals, dance, or your overall health, you know, um, even if you're having a cheat meal or a cheat day, uh, get back into that the next 
the next day or as, as soon as you can. And, and, you know, don't feel, don't feel bad about it. Just get back into that routine. Um, and my, my last piece of advice would be to find the exercises or stretches or dance style that makes you feel really good and feel excited to do them. Uh, because fitness is so much better when you're having fun. Ooh, yes, it is. <laughs> and you know all about that. <laughs> if I'm not motivated to lift that weight over my head, you know, it has to be fun. Um, I use the body rocker workouts and Lisa Marie is the trainer that I work with online and I get to work out barefoot at home. It's great. And that was perfect what you said. And you have to be, you have to find those movements that excite you and that make you feel good and they feel good to your body. Absolutely. It's so important. So Tessa, what is the best way for listeners to connect with you? How do you want people to connect with you? Yeah. Um, Instagram is the best way I'm on there. Uh, so much. <laughs> I am always posting dance videos and, um, just, you know, sharing thoughts for my personal journey here in Hawaii and, and some of these really, um, uh, deep, meaningful, um, lessons I've been learning, uh, and just, uh, things I'm experiencing along the way. So my, uh, personal Instagram is Raya Sunshine. It's R-H-E-A underscore underscore sunshine underscore underscore. And if you would like to follow the, uh, tribal fusion belly dance troupe that I'm in, it's Shakti Dance Movement. And it's uh, spelled S-H-A-K-T-I dot dance dot movement, uh, also on Instagram. So that's where you can see um, the choreographies we're working on and uh, get some information on upcoming shows and classes if you're in the Honolulu, Hawaii area or in any of the islands, really, because we, um, we travel sometimes to other islands and we bring um, guest dancers to this island. So there's definitely... Um, super neat yeah that's awesome I love that you travel to the other islands how cool is that yeah so I'm going to add both of these Instagram accounts to this episode in the show notes so anybody who wants to connect with Tessa I will have all that info under this podcast episode All right. So Tessa, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. And thank you so much for sharing your journey and continuing to live a life without limits. One of my goals for this podcast is to share how people can empower themselves to live a healthy lifestyle by influences and um, people like you who are living it. So thank you. And Mm -hmm. Thank you, Thank you so much for listening to the, sorry. Oh, I just wanted to say thank you for having me. And I've been super inspired by your journey as well. Um, and you really embodying the body, mind and spirit of living in health and wellness. So thank you for having me. 
You are so welcome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Anatomy Nerd Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast at anatomynerd.life and follow at the Anatomy Nerd on Facebook and Instagram. Please don't forget to rate, subscribe, and leave feedback about this episode. I love to read the comments and truly appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Anatomy Nerd, signing off for now.